One Word is a production of BFAC On Air. Welcome back, everyone, to One Word. One Word. One Word. And that was so nice. Hey, 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 hey. I didn't mean it. I swear. I didn't mean that that was nice. Please, please don't hold it against me forever. Wait, before we go on to nice, though. Yeah, yes. We have we have something we need to address. We got things to say. Annie Barsh is our special guest today. So special. So nice special. to be here. I would very much like to have Annie back on the show. Yes, very. we could have a regular guest. I would love to come back guest. anytime. As yeah. you can tell, I love to talk. Annie is <laughs> from Mind Matters. Mm-hmm. Annie's from Mind Matters. It was a fantastic conversation, by the way. I'm Dominic. I'm Jenna. I'm Chloe. I'm Clara. And uh, you will hear such amazing conversation around the word nice today Mm -hmm. from everyone a backwards word a word which we don't always think of in the manner what uh, of which we discussed it today right and i just want to i want to share one thing that i didn't get to in the episode okay and that is so because this word is from latin it also stems down to all of the romantic languages. But what you're about to hear in the episode and how there's this semantic drift, that only happens in English. Oh. That semantic drift of the original Latin does not do it in the other romantic Interesting. languages. So we're just really good at changing things. We're really good at doing whatever we want Messing and saying it up. deal with <laughs> it. Messing it up. <laughs> Like, you know what? That word, what it means, I don't want it to mean that no more. Mm -hmm. And we're going to blame women for it. And we're going to blame the women. (laughs) No hate mail, please. That's in the episode. Someone else did it. It wasn't me, okay? Speaking of women. Yeah. um, (laughs) Women, we we expect women um, to be a little bit nicer than we expect men to be. And something that I learned that I didn't get to mention during the episode, but in my research for this Mm -hmm. episode, was that... Women are less likely to be successful in the workforce if they are not considered nice than men are. It is not a requirement for men to be seen as nice for them to be successful in their job. Mm. But it is for women. In fact, uh, might I say it might be a hindrance Oh yeah, for oh, yeah. men to be considered nice in the workplace? It could be considered I weak. I think about in my first career in higher education, I'm very to the point. This is when I was functioning as an eight. And um, <laughs> my emails would be like, hey, don't forget, we have a meeting at three in this room. Here's our agenda. And I would get feedback from male supervisors like, you need to be a little more fluffy. Like, that's not really kind and nice to people. So oh, I'd have to start with, good afternoon. This is a gentle reminder <laughs> that we have a meeting this afternoon. Yours so in truly, other ways, you needed Annie, to waste your time. I needed time. to nice oh it up. And, yeah. <laughs> like in the devil wears okay, this is like the difference between my emails and Dominic's that's emails. True. Dominic is very much like the straightforward, like, boom, here it is. And I'm like, hi. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I, I have come to put smiley faces in my email. Yeah, at no, the very I, end. I used yes. to do that. I just don't waste and time. It's yeah. like, get to the point. Mm-hmm. Boom. We're all too busy. And I put the smiley face in so people still think I'm kind of nice. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we notice the absence of a <laughs> yeah, smiley face. Oh, do you really? <laughs> what does that period mean? Why isn't an exclamation point? Thanks, period. Is DC. He, is he terrified right yeah. now? Is he not happy? Yeah. Is he angry? 
Why would that period be there? I don't understand. And then I wow. have nightmares about the period. So I don't put nearly that kind of thought into <laughs> email communications. And maybe that's something I could uh, make a little nicer. Uh, that should be in the list that mm, comes into yeah. the thing on uh, email niceness. I like it. Email niceties. Email niceties. <laughs> in this episode, we also talked about the difference between nice and good mm, and mm-hmm. sort of the way that we think about the word nice and how it relates to genuine goodness, which was super interesting to me. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll be to all of you out there in the world. <laughs> yes, yes, it will. Male mm. listeners. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so earlier you might have heard Annie say something about an eight. Uh, so that refers to the Enneagram. And that's something we talk about briefly in this episode. I would love to have a full episode on Enneagram, by the yeah. way. Yeah, let's do it. That would be That'd interesting. Be interesting right? Um, but the Enneagram, Enneagram is basically a personality test, right? I think you said in the episode, like a its basic form is like a personality test, but it's like a typology system um, that kind of describes human personality. And yeah. so there's nine different types. I'm forgetting what all the net types are. I'm a nine, which is a peacemaker. So it, it kind of goes into your um, strengths, things you can work on. I wanted to say weaknesses, but there's another word for it. <laughs> and also kind of like where you go in your strengths, where how you act, where you go... Um, in those weaknesses. Stress. Uh, stress. Thank you. I'm like, what is that word? Stress. <laughs> uh, different stances. Are you withdrawn? Are you assertive? Are you dependent? So it's there's a lot of little factors into it, but it, it's also a very helpful tool mm-hmm. I have found. Another thing that we didn't get to mention in the episode that I found very interesting is that when you are nice, it reduces stress. We mm. talked about stress. It mm-hmm. reduces stress. And it is proven to spread more niceness. We kind of touched on that a little bit with uh, some of Annie's things, but it uh, it, re- it it infuses niceness, which is something that can spread. So that that kind of behavior spreads from one person to the other, and it releases great things in your brain. Yeah, because we want to be good, nice people. That um, yeah, it makes like us feel bounces better. off some serotonin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you know what else I realized at the end of this episode? Please share. I should probably go back to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps. I should probably go back. It's probably about time for that. (laughs) Oh, gee whiz. Well, um, we had a a great time discussing a little bit about Grey's Anatomy, too, on the episode. We did. <laughs> Chloe is just now getting into Grey's Anatomy uh-huh. about uh, two decades. Decade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> all she talks about now. Maybe it is. So what? <laughs> well, I have a funny story. So grew up in, growing up in Minnesota, that'll come up. I always remember my mom called because I wasn't living in the state anymore. And she's like, there's this new show coming out. And TR Is this how Knight. your mother talks? <laughs> kind of. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, she was like, there's this new show coming out. We're all going to watch it to support TR Knight. Uh, he went to my high school. He was two years older than me. And so we watched this show and he's this guy, George O'Malley, and like it's oh funny gosh. and whatever. And who knew it was going to blow up as big as it did? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the thing exciting is, to me. He is just as nice in person as his character. That like, makes me so I shouldn't happy. use the word nice. I was nice. just going to say, do you mean nice? Just he as kind. super funny, super thoughtful. Like He is that good he is of a, a great human. Person. Right? That yes. makes my heart happy. Absolutely. Does also, that make like, you feel good, Chloe? Yes, I love great. George O'Malley. I stopped watching after a certain thing happened. 
So I'm just saying. Having I mean, to do with we've gone long enough, but I have to say in the episode where he died, I genuinely sobbed and had a real hard no, me time too. being like, This is not real. Right. He is still alive. Oh he my is gosh. still here. Yeah. That's yeah. so sad. I don't mean to make this a theme because I never have seen anything that we talk about. <laughs> but I have not watched Grey's Anatomy. And, and why is that, Clara? I'm too squeamish. Oh. Wait, we were watching it one time and she was like, Chloe, turn it off, turn it off, because they were doing a surgery and she I hated it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so should I, you know, get older and need an operation, and there is Clara who walks in as a doctor to operate on me, be I probably fear. should I not do it. would never even be a doctor. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks, we should uh, get on with this episode. This might be my favorite episode we've ever recorded. Me too. It is yeah. a it is a really great episode, and if you have anything that you want to add to this episode, please feel free to email, email us, us. Yes. at... Mail mm, listeners. That's right. <laughs> one word at bataviafineartscenter.org. That is center spelled... C-N-T-R-E. Because we're fancy. Okay. Please address all hate mail to... Where's the full name now? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, without further ado, I just have one word for you. Nice. This is nice. Isn't this nice? <laughs> you look so nice today. Why, why, thank you. Did you have a nice day, Chloe? I did have a nice day. Thanks, oh, Jenna. Gosh, it's such a nice time being here, don't you think? It's great. It's, so yeah, I nice. shouldn't say great. That's too much. It's, it's so nice. nice. It's nice to be invited. Oh, it's so nice oh, to that have is you nice. here. <laughs> that was nice so of me. Nice. Wasn't that nice that of me? That was very nice of you. <laughs> Speaking of nice, um, that's why we're here, isn't it? It's coincidental, it is. The word nice (laughs) has a very interesting etymology. It comes from the two Latin verbs Mm -hmm. that mean to not and to know. Mm -hmm. So it comes from, they combine to form the Latin verb nicius, which means not to like, to not know something. And then that kind of evolved into meaning timid, which then somehow evolved into meaning like fastidious or fussy. And then that evolved into being like dainty or delicate. And then it moved to where we are now. So I've got some breakdowns of that. Can I go with some breakdowns? Do you mind? So in the 1300s is when it meant foolish, ignorant, cowardly, unmanly, (laughs) slothful, and lazy. The 1500s, it, it sort of morphed a little bit to picky. Difficult to understand, uh, subtle, minute. And 1588, we've got refined, cultured. 1700s, tasty and agreeable and pleasant, but it was first agreeable and pleasant to things. And then people came after that. Oh, so things were nice, but people were not nice in yeah. a pleasant way. Yeah, yeah. They were nice in so a So this is way. called semantic drift. That's when a word can drift through time. And the evolution of the word causes it to be such that what we know it as today is not anywhere near what it came from. Although, and we'll talk about it later... I don't know if we're that far from where it came well, from today. I think today. it's funny because I feel like a lot of people use the word mm-hmm. nice 
in like a tongue in cheek type way, you know, yeah. where, where they're just like, oh, nice job. That's so they, nice. Noise. Yeah, right. There's noise. even a new spelling, yeah. N-O-I-C-E, like voice, where yes. it's like noise. Oh, <laughs> yes. So I agree with you. I think tone can totally define the intention of that word. Mm-hmm. I think the tone is, is massive. So the word is so confusing that in the Oxford English Dictionary, this is a quote from the Oxford English Dictionary, in many examples from the 16th and 17th century, it is difficult to say in what particular sense the writer intended nice to be taken because it was just all over the place. Mm-hmm. If I'm remembering correctly. You probably I, are. Well, I don't remember the exact novel. Okay, well, it would be nice if you tried to. Oh, snap. <laughs> Nice in what way, Dominic? <laughs> um, but in one of Jane Austen's writings, she... Yes. Do you have this? I got it. Yeah, well, go ahead. But what were you going to no, say? No, no. Well, I was just going to say she uses it in the earlier form of it and basically saying like nice is used too much. And then I can't remember. You go ahead. Yes. What were so you the, here's the exact quote I think you're referencing. Okay. It's from Northanger Abbey. Yeah. Uh, and it is it's a very, very nice, nice day. And we are taking a very nice walk. And you are two very nice young ladies. Oh, it's a very nice word indeed. It does for everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. Kind of making fun of that. Right. In, in, in what it's meant. So in 1926, there was a book, Modern English Usage by H.W. Fowler. And... He really basically blames women. (laughs) Wow. I'm shocked. For (laughs) ruining the word nice. What's so interesting to me about that is that the etymology of the word seems like they're constantly describing women. Like originally it's like, "Mm, they're too fastidious. Like they are so fussy. And it's also like they're so like cultured and nice and Mm. elegant. And like, it just always seems like the word is like somehow negatively describing women. Even nowadays, it's like, oh, they're nice. Do you think it just negatively defines women? Because what about, oh, yeah, he's a nice guy. Mr. Nice Guy. Mr. Nice Guy, right? So, I mean, it's interesting. But he goes on to say, nice has been spoilt. It has been too great a favorite with the ladies who have charmed out of it all individuality and converted it into a mere diffuser of vague and mild agreeableness. Ladies, I'm the only man in this room right here. Feeling outnumbered right now? I didn't say any of this myself, (laughs) but I brought it to the table. How does that make you feel? So nice. Well... I I ignore ignorant people. So do you? <laughs> I don't even know what this guy said. He was very much the So you ignore orig- nice people? I I was gonna say Foolish. I he's the original definition of that word. <laughs> well, I think it's easy to hear something and and place blame on people who are doing certain things. But I mean, it could have also been somewhat accurate, right? Like maybe all the women here around he was around. We're using that word. Now, should you just say, like, women? No, sir. What was his name? <laughs> uh, his name was H.W. Fowler. No, H.W. Fowler. <laughs> you should not do that. He won't even tell us his real name. Yeah, right? He doesn't want to be he found. He uses letters. That's it. <laughs> it what he yeah. said reminds me of how, like, now, like, girls will say the new slang term. Like, right now it's slay. And so all the guys are like, oh, my, oh, God. my God. 
feels to me like when girls specifically are doing things, it's found to be more annoying than when boys do it. Oh, yes, this is absolutely. true. Because how often, how many times do boys say, let's go? No, <laughs> too many let's times. Go. Too many times. And they're like, this is fine. But yeah, slay or. But if a girl does that, is it too aggressive? Is that what you're saying? Let's go. Like girls. No, I think it's just that? the phrases. Like they've just chosen what. Wait, like what guy associated phrases aren't as annoying yeah. to people as girl associated phrases. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's take the slide of the word and where it went to and let's okay. put that to the side for just one second. Okay. Done. And done. It just slid. How <laughs> do how do we feel about the word nice today and what we have known it not, you know, basically as HW Fowler would have hated it to become. How so, do we feel about it today? So in right the terms now? of like, of it meaning pleasant. Is that what you think of when you that, think of nice today? Okay, so me personally, me, Jennifer Carpenter, <laughs> does believe that the word nice is similar. It's a cinnamon, synonym. It wow, could also be a, cinnamon. It could be cinnamon. That was a hard word for me. Sorry. For pleasantness, you know, and other things. And so... I don't know. For me, I, I feel like nice has taken a, not, a negative connotation sometimes or, um, you know, people might overuse it. But for me, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Nice is a great word. Nice is something I would describe myself as something that I try to attain to as well. Okay. A lot of the times we say that things are nice to kind of avoid saying what we really feel about them. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, thank you. This is really nice. Or no, she was nice. You know what I love? I, I said tone can define it and when you just did that your voice went up about three octaves that's when you said my, that. that's my friendly clara voice i'm up here i'm very grateful oh i really enjoyed meeting her i like her okay it's gotta be up there the agreeable voice agreeable and nice go ahead so when i think of nice i do think there's the spectrum that goes from not great like sarcastic and mm -hmm. negative to to a better place but even at the better place it's kind of like a bare minimum. Yeah. I don't think it's great. You know, it's like, oh, you have a nice house when I can't think of a more descriptive mm -hmm. word or like we talk about the weather being nice all the time. Yeah. Just because it's not raining or snowing, you know, mm -hmm. like it's a bare minimum good enough. I'm going to call it nice because I don't. Yeah. Suitable. It's not terrible. Right. But it's not great. Right. So it's, I don't think of nice in that way. That's so interesting. This but is so think interesting about like if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Like if you can't even find the bare minimum of something pleasant to say, keep your mouth shut. Mm -hmm. But you disagree. That's not what you see. No. I, I kind really, of, I see both sides. Like I could use the word nice to genuinely describe someone like they're a very nice person. And the, I mean, so, a lot of times when you are describing a nice person, it kind of means the same thing as kind, but I could like describe, this is like a really, really nice room or yeah. like just, it's like Annie was saying, just the bare minimum. Like this is nice. It's nice. Yeah. I do get it. Like that makes sense to me. And mm -hmm. I do think a lot of people use that. I guess that's just not like in my brain, it doesn't always go there. So let me let me put this before you then. Let's okay. let's draw this out for you. You work on something. You you work so hard on it, and you're putting your time into it. And someone walks up to you, show it to them. You, they walk up to you and they say, "Oh, that was nice." I'm gonna take that. Okay, here's the thing. Here's something you okay. should know about me. <laughs> here's something you should know about me. Me, Jennifer Gardner. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna keep saying my full name. <laughs> 
Um, Please do. I take most things as a compliment. <laughs> and that might be okay. protecting myself. Let's be real. Uh-huh. But I take a lot. Of, like if you came up to me, you said, that's nice. I'd be like, thank you. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. All right. I, however, I'm going to go the direct opposite of that. Okay. And I am going to be insulted. Oh, because there are other <laughs> words that make it great, outstanding, impactful. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I may have inadvertently offended some people. <laughs> In your lifetime, you mean? Yeah. She's dropping you go back. Takes. Go back. <laughs> like, oh, and she's going to write down the list of everyone you've I've said nice so to. I've told so many people that they look nice today. <laughs> well, I think but it's I all think... about tone. Like, you look nice yeah. today. If you put emphasis behind it. I think mm-hmm. there's truth to that because... Yeah. When someone's like, you look nice, there is also a way you look better than you usually do. Like, you yeah. spiced it up a little bit. Maybe yeah. you took a shower and did your hair. Like, that's, <laughs> that's nice. nice. That's nice. <laughs> Effort. So let me ask this of you, because you uh, you work more in, in this type of field. Does nice or being nice do anything to a person? If you are, if you... Now we're not talking about using the word to anyone, but if we talk about like our actions, our action towards uh, towards another person, do those nice actions have any benefit to a human being? I would say absolutely, because yeah. I think there's a lot of hurt people walking around the world mm-hmm. looking for. They already have these negative conclusions about themselves, them, their life, their trajectory, and. I would also say in working with a lot of people, they feel invisible, unseen, like they don't matter. And so nice gestures, nice language goes a long way because it shows, even if it is that simple word, it shows that someone noticed and someone cared and they mattered in that moment enough for somebody to open their mouth and say something. So if someone matters, what what does that do when you go from not being noticed, seen, to all of a sudden mattering to someone, what can that do? And anyone can answer this. I think it adds value. You know, yeah. I think value. Yeah. I think when we, when people believe they don't have value, they can make certain decisions in their life. Like I use an analogy a lot with clients. It's like, <clears throat> especially people who've gone through difficult yeah. things in life. It's like if, and, and, and I'm stealing this from someone, I'm sure. But it's like if your professor gave you a $50 bill and said – or had a $50 bill, who wants this? Raise your hand. Everyone would raise their hand. Yeah. If they took that, crumpled it up, spit on it, threw it on the ground, kind of crumpled it, and then flattened it out, it's yep. like, well, now who wants this? Everybody still raises their hands. And he's like, why? Well, because what happened to it didn't change its value. And so I think, again, value matters so much in life in terms of like how we live. If we think we have value, we make certain decisions. If we think we don't have value, we're a lot less likely to make good decisions because who's watching? Who who really cares? You know, and we so that's for me the connection of matter and value. Oh, that is that's interesting because you when you do value, you bring more value to others and you bring more value to the world mm. that we're in. I think that being nice to other people also can do good things for you because I have a friend who recently decided like even people that they don't like, they're going to start being kind to always. And I can see like a change in them, like that they are a happier person now Yeah, that they like, they have more friendships because they're being like friendly to everyone. And they like, they just, it affects like how you not only like 
treat other people, but it affects how you feel about yourself because when you feel like you're a nice, friendly person, it makes you feel good about yourself. Have you, okay, there's this trend going around right now where, um, uh, like on Instagram and TikTok where people will be like, hey, you know, I'm paraphrasing. It's like, yeah. be nice, it costs you nothing. And then the person's like, but how much does it cost to be mean? Like, how much does it cost to be rude? <laughs> nothing? Is it free too? It's free too, right? Yeah. And so I was thinking about that the other day and I'm like, no, but it really does. Like, like you're saying, it really does cost you something because it... Mm. The energy you put out comes back. Right. So if you're putting out negative energy, I think that costs something when right. it bounces right back at you. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, you asked us some questions. Jenna. I did. Oh, earlier. Or, you did. <laughs> yeah. Before we were on the, the air. air. I did. Okay, so I, I asked air. some questions yes. of Dominic, Chloe, and Clara. I didn't get a chance to ask Annie because I because I'm sorry. <laughs> I was using the restroom. Annie. Well, that's not why. Well, <laughs> you weren't here yet. <laughs> okay, so there is this guy. Mm-hmm. His name is Stephen Whiteside um, from the Mayo Clinic, and he created this. And he's on your head. Do you know? You know this, right? Well, Mayo from... Clinic's in Minnesota. We can get to Minnesota. Oh, oh Minnesota, later. Minnesota, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, I just said nice, not even on purpose. Um, and he in 2016. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, he created this scale that kind of helped parents gauge the objective niceness of their children mm-hmm. without bias. So. I I assessed my podcast people. Fellow podcasters. That sounds official. (laughs) Okay, so there's 15 questions that they ask, and like the first nine are kind of about, you know, are you invited to other people's homes? Um, Are you, uh, do you say nice things to people without being prompted? And then the other ones are a little bit the opposite, right? So it's like, occasionally I'll tell somebody off. I lose my temper easily. So the lowest score you can get is 15. And the highest score you can get is 60. Okay. Um, do you guys want to know where you are in the nice quotient <laughs> yes. scale? Okay, okay. Can you tell oh. us who is the nicest person? Well, okay. And feel- <laughs> this is, again, this is nice based upon based today's... On the yes, today's, on your answers today. Well, in today's definition. And today's definition. Not the 13th century, <laughs> right. And on this niceness quotient. I don't know how often Stephen Whiteside even still uses this, you know. <laughs> this was 2016. Okay, anyway. So, um, Dominic and Clara, you two tied with mm. 43. 43 is not a bad number. That, that is nice. Not, yes. Did you think you were going to be higher I or thought, lower in of, niceness? Of the three of us, I thought Chloe would be the nicest and we would be closer to nothing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say what Chloe's score was yet. I just said you two had 43. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm just okay. telling you what your score is. 60 is the cap. Yeah. Okay. The cap. okay. He said, who's the nicest? And you said, Dominic and Clara have 43. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So don't worry, Dominic. We're not the nicest. Sometimes I'm not I have a feeling the tides are about Ooh. to turn, Clara. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of all of us, you two were the lowest. <laughs> That could have been easily predicted. But you know what? But 43 ain't bad. No. It's not bad. What was Chloe? Chloe was 50. 50. And what were you? I I was 54. Look at you. You are the nicest one, probably because you had control of the questions and the answers and the numbers. (laughs) She moved those numbers around. Or because I'm just a nice person. I will say, I do think you are an extremely nice nice person. Do you think that I'm too nice? That is a great question. It's a good question. Can you be too nice? Do you think you're too nice? 
I don't think I'm too nice, okay. but I think other people would say I'm too nice. People have told me I'm too nice, and I also think that I'm not too I nice. I think yeah. Chloe is too nice. Let's talk about <laughs> being too nice. Okay. And I'm you, Annie, if you've got something in the midst here, you just barge right into what I'm saying. I'm used to being interrupted. You just barge right I have right four in. children, so. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank yes, you. okay. Thank you. Janelle? All right. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, signs you're too nice. You oh, say sorry oh, on it. repeat. Literally, how many times have I said sorry <laughs> like in this today. podcast? <laughs> like in the last ten oh, minutes. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so. I'm so oh, I'm sorry. Can we have like a sorry count when in the video like, podcast? Oh, that <laughs> sounds so fun. We'll just put that up every time someone says sorry. Okay. Uh, number two, your needs are never met. Mm. Uh-huh. When or pe- often when, put second. Yes. Or when, last. When you're there for people, but maybe they're not always there for people you. People pleaser. Usually yes. too. And I heard that on a different podcast episode <laughs> that you're a people pleaser. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm <getting> real. You. <laughs> you feel resentful after saying yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm making the Layer same voice as Chloe, but you can't see it. You worry about asked. being liked. I mean, it, it's. I don't care. It's. <laughs> I think there's a balance in that one, right? Sure. I mean, it's it's good to be liked, but I don't think you have to worry about everyone liking. There's no possible way for you to make everyone like you. It's not possible. You're constantly swamped at work because you just always say yes, yes, I'll do that, I'll do that, yes, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that. Um, you get dragged into into things you don't want to do. I'm going to throw out a quick golden nugget that yeah. I learned years ago. Sometimes you have to say no to good things so you can say yes to great things. Oh. And that changed a lot for me because it's like there's a lot of times you don't want to say no because it's a good, exciting thing. Yeah. But yeah. you can only have so many good, exciting things before you're swamped and overwhelmed and resentful. Wow. And so sometimes, yeah. That's no good. to good to say yeah. yes to great. That's really good. That that kind of almost leads into the next one here. You say no to your own ideas. <laughs> because you're constantly worried that someone else is going to think, oh, that idea is not as good or not great. Throw the idea out there. Even if that's not the idea that that becomes the idea to overtake everything, throw it out there. It may lead to the thing that all that conversation, all that input, all of that comes to it. So saying no to yourself is another one. You back down. You back out of plans. Sorry, I'm so flaky. Um, You (laughs) know what? So am I, honestly. They say you say yes without even really checking your calendar. Mm. And so you've said you say yes, you say yes. And then when it. Oh, you've double booked yourself. You often double book yourself because you say yes. And you're. Stop looking Don't at me. Do that. I do that constantly. Chloe do does you? that all the time. Because yeah. she doesn't want to say no to too, people Chloe. in the moment. And then she's like, I don't really feel like yeah. doing that anymore. And then you're there and you're and like before you go and you're just like, oh, sorry. Sometimes the yes is really a delayed no. Yeah. yeah. It could be. And, yeah. and we'll get, I mean, we can talk about that later, but I think sometimes people are nice to avoid conflict, but then you get to a certain point. <gasps> got that you one on hit here. the nail on the head. I'll skip to it. <laughs> Avoiding confrontation. Oh my gosh. So confrontation is is not always a bad thing, it's right? Completely normal. Oh. It's necessary. It's yeah. something that you have to do. <laughs> oh. I can stick around <laughs> afterwards and do a little session <laughs> debriefing. I might need to talk. I might need to. 
<laughs> Jenna, why do you avoid confrontation? Um, I. <laughs> this is this is the thing. I avoid confrontation, so I know confrontation. I know in my head the confrontation is not bad, right? Confrontation can help you grow. Confrontation helps with relationships, mm-hmm. but in my head, confrontation means that that other person is upset with me. That that person You're disappointed. It, I have disappointed that person. Mm-hmm. So if I can avoid any aspect of confrontation, I'm going to avoid it or delay it or, de- or delay because it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's usually inevitable. Will it happen? What if I just go to sleep? <laughs> what if I just Good never one. talk? To what them? if I move? <laughs> here's an, here's a really interesting one I I found. Your inside doesn't match your outside. So you will agree with or go along in a conversation and it doesn't match the values you hold. But if people are saying things or doing things or being unjust in a way and you. Have we ever talked about the Enneagram on this podcast? Do you no, know the Enneagram? Oh, of course I do. I think we okay. might have. I, no? I don't know. I, def- it was maybe last are season you? if at all. I'm a nine. I'm a two who goes to eight in stress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, uh, so for our listeners, go into more depth on what you're talking about here. What are you meaning? You can go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) At its simplest form, it's kind of a personality assessment. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a lot of research that's gone into it. um, And just kind of looking at what are people's strengths and weaknesses in times of health and in times of stress. So, and I think it's helpful because the research team have all these different things about if you're parenting a certain number, what you can expect, or if your partner's a certain number, like how you can, you know, and what, what are these numbers represent? What's, what's good numbers? So there's one numbers? to nine. There's there no bad, bad okay. numbers. Just Dominic. types of personalities. There are no bad There's no okay. bad numbers. All right. I believe I'm also a nine, Gemma. Nine are conflict avoiders, which is interesting. I know, right? This is why I was, I'm like, <laughs> uh, the things that you're saying are very much a nine. <laughs> what does the nine represent? So the what? nine is the peacemaker. That's kind mm-hmm, of its mm-hmm. its name. And so um, the numbers are just names for types of humans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And there's nine different types. Okay. We should have Dominic look we at it. Assessment. Yeah. Um. So I'm a nine, and uh, nine, and I do think Chloe. We've talked about this. I think Chloe is a nine too. Um. And so we're peacemakers, and so one of our things is avoiding conflict or confrontation. Yeah. Uh, kind of falling asleep to our own needs type things. Um, which very much so the things you were just saying really kind of fall in. So nines like, are a sign that they're too nice. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also, I mean, there's positives. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Like, yes. Be- being a peacemaker is also a good thing. Sometimes right. it mm-hmm. is self-deprecating, but also sometimes you're helping everybody else. Yeah. That's what I, I love on. being a nine. Love being <laughs> yes, a nine. Me too. But it's interesting when you look at those other parts. Like I, when I first realized or kind of read about the things for a nine, I was like, oh my gosh, that is me. And that is what I do. And that is why I do it. I just never accessed that part of it before or understood. Like it kind of helped me understand why I was doing the things I was doing, which was so interesting. Interesting. It didn't necessarily help. It's kind of a roadmap to yourself. A roadmap to, it's like everything's easier when we have a roadmap and we Mm -hmm. can predict a little bit. And you were a two? I am a two. What is a definition of a two then? Like a caretaker. Okay. (laughs) 
And I am an eight. What is an eight? Ooh, bossy. Eights are bossy. <laughs> <laughs> Andy you mean doesn't leaders. even know me. You mean, you mean leaders. Yeah, eights absolutely. Are leaders. Eights are really good. But eights are really good leaders. And absolutely. they are good at being that control. One of my good friends is an eight. And let me tell you, without her, I would not have the meal that I'm supposed to have at restaurants. Yeah. Like, Nine and you eights would, are good combos. So, they're good me, So you would not... Turn your meal back in. Oh no! If <laughs> you didn't have an, an eight with you to to speak right. up, I yeah. I lived as an eight for several years. Where, where is that? When I worked in higher education, because you needed a certain personality to kind of push through barriers. Mm. And, yeah, and I just had a lot of stress in my life with yeah. two little kids and a yeah yeah sick husband. So that makes sense. Yeah, I got into get it done mode. Yeah, so. So these were signs of being too nice, mm -hmm. okay? And there is a certain state oh, in our country. Don't you know? Oh, <laughs> you betcha. Yeah, you betcha. That there, wow, we're there. Like, I wish one of my buttons here was like a transformation, like it just transformed. <laughs> took us to a different place. Prairie Home Companion. Uh, yeah. Uh, that state might have the name of... Minnesota. Everyone said it at the same exact time. So why do we think people from Minnesota are so nice? Is it the way they talk? Is that what it is? <laughs> Doubtful. <laughs> Doubtful. It's because they're so close to Canada and Canada is oh, and because Canadians Can are nice, eh? 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 Sorry. So, so <laughs> what was it like? Growing, growing up, up in Minnesota. Minnesota. I spent 18 years there. And what is it? Is there any accuracy to Minnesotan people being Oh, nicer? for sure. Okay. For sure. <laughs> so the joke about being Minnesota nice is like, if if I'm walking down the road with my dog and you're like, hey, can you tell me where, you know, this gas station is? Mm -hmm. I'll be like, you know what? Let me hop in your car I'll, or I'll hop in my car. You follow me there. Like we will go out of our way to make people feel comfortable and to wow. help them um, like your neighbors, our family. Um, but there's a very negative connotation. And, and a lot of it is that the reason Minnesotans are so nice is because they're avoiding conflict all the time. And some mm -hmm. of it has to do with like the ethnicities that live in Minnesota are, you know, get your German and your Norwegian and all these Europeans who are like, I don't want to deal with conflict. So, <laughs> but, but I really think it's a thing. Like people are just say hi to everyone on the street. It's very friendly. I, um, I went to Seattle last summer. And, no. <laughs> did you see and, the Seattle Grace Hospital? I'm watching Grey's Anatomy right now. Oh my God. Um, I did not see that hospital, nor do I think it's <laughs> I don't think actually it a real hospital. <laughs> I was like, um, and I hate how do to I say this in a ruin nice it for way? you, but later on they changed <laughs> the name of that. Right? I know, so, I just got there in the show. Oh, wow, you're really I'm going to give you a little tidbit later because I, I went to high school with someone who was on Grey's Anatomy <gasps> and he's from Minnesota. Oh my oh. gosh, you're telling me about this, this later. Is I will. <laughs> um, so... So I mean, I'm there, and they used to live in the Midwest, mm. um, northern Iowa to be specific. Okay. So not entirely very far from Minnesota for those geographically challenged <laughs> people. Uh, and she said that she missed living there because everyone was so nice. Well, and Seattle is such a different vibe mm -hmm. than Minnesota yeah, or the Midwest. Don't look at me. Don't say hi to me. Yeah. 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 
I feel I should give credit to the too nice section. That was uh, Carolyn Steber from Bustle. That's where that yeah. came from. Thank, Thank you, you, Carolyn. Thank you, Carolyn, <laughs> for all that nice information you've provided for us. So if you fall at a, oh, I don't know, a 10 or a 15, 15 on this scale. Is 15 is the lowest. Yeah. 10 is, is negative nice. <laughs> 10 is what? you are the worst <laughs> that, ever. Instead of strongly disagreeing, you, you could. don't answer <laughs> a question. You, yeah. not you have, yeah, you punch the person who's asking. <laughs> <laughs> you no tear off the test and walk away. Ask any questions. Oh my gosh. So how do you become a nicer person? And... What is that importance or value if there is any? First of all, if you get a 15 on this test, do we think there's any importance or value in becoming a nicer person? Yes. Yeah. I think so. I mean, we talked about how being nice does have an impact on other people. And there's a certain level of niceness is in some ways only politeness. And so Mm -hmm. you should be polite to people, but that also should be motivated by an underlying desire to be good. Mm. So what is the difference? Niceness can be a lot more surface level and goodness is more deep and mm. goodness applies to things. You might do something that's not nice for a good reason. Mm. Can you give me an example of uh, or anyone of something that is nice, but not for what? What well, you say? <laughs> I think good is genuine, whereas nice can be like, yeah. Just for avoidance. You could be nice to someone (laughs) just to like manipulate them into getting something that you want that Mm -hmm. they don't want to give you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're nice to shut people up where it's like, okay, I'm going to be really nice and hope that they go away. You go away. Yeah. Yeah. But good is the genuine soul of a person. Yeah. Okay. So there's the value there. Mm -hmm. What else? Anyone else have an idea or thought on why? I feel like the with the social aspect of it, like parts of that course was like, do you get invited to people's house? Do you go to parties? Like when you're not a nice person, mm-hmm. people don't really want to be around you. And what yeah. a sad life that is that you don't ever like spend time with people. Yeah. Where else can that lead? Isolation. Isolation. Yeah. And then we talked about this last season yeah. too in 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 that ostracize episode mm-hmm. we had in mm-hmm. season one and how you're when you're isolated and you become ostracized, you you have more of a tendency to go with extreme groups and mm. do extreme things. Um, so that, uh, if you want more information on that, check out uh, season one, Ostracize. That'll give you some info on that. But yes, I agree with that. Here's some tips. If you're out there listening, act with kindness. Okay, pretty vague there. Avoid being overly critical. Again, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything yeah. at all. I really, really, really agree with that. Mm-hmm. Being overly critical is something that like I have struggled with like with myself and also with others. Because when it's a when you're overly critical to others, yeah. you become overly critical to yourself. Like yes. you're noticing the flaws in everyone else and you're noticing the flaws in yourself and it makes you miserable. It's not fun. I'm, so that's gonna lead me. I'm gonna jump over one right now, but it's gonna lead me to the fourth one, which is be nice to yourself, which is truly, truly important. Yeah. And probably the hardest. (laughs) Yeah. I think like if you're nice to yourself, that could lead to goodness and that genuineness that Chloe was talking about. Well, and what, like treat others the way you would want to be treated. And so that all, that starts with like treating, if you're going to treat yourself nice, like you said, then that's gonna. Yeah. That statement only works if you're treating yourself nicely. If you treat yourself like garbage, 
That's what you that had to put out. That statement does not work right. in the world. Just as we talk about energy-wise and whatever, you can't fill for an empty cup. It's like I can't put goodness out there if I'm walking around with a cup full of, yeah, poison, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. That so bitterness to kind of so okay at church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, just to bring. So you know, um, in the Bible it says, and I know like not everybody's a Christian, but in the Bible it says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And that was one of the things that always got me, where I I realized like, oh, I don't love myself very well. Like, how can I be this for other people if I'm not being this for myself right now, too? And I think a lot of time we prioritize other people above ourselves as more important than ourselves. But us saying that we are important, we have value in a kind, non-narcissistic manner is acceptable. It's not only acceptable— it's necessary yeah, totally, because we have value. We are important. Our voice is important. The things we feel, think, love have importance to the world. And if we don't find that, we're never going to genuinely put forth the goodness that Chloe was talking about. I think right there, you just tapped into the next one here. Be honest. Be honest. Be polite, be open-minded. You can look for ways to help. Here we go. Practice forgiveness and gratitude. With yourself and others. That's exactly right. (laughs) I was going to say, and that goes back to the be nice to yourself because you have to forgive yourself. Yeah. I mean, that comes up in therapy all the time. I have so many people where mm-hmm. like, they can forgive others, but they really struggle to forgive themselves. So if you're in that place and you can't forgive yourself or you can't be nice to yourself, what kind of cycle does that put you in? Where does that put you? I think it goes back to value. It's like if I've made a mistake that's unforgivable, like now I'm stuck in this place of losing value or not being important or I can't you know, forgive myself. And so- I'm going to operate from that place of I'm less than, I'm not worthy. Yeah. I've, you know, but it's we like, are. I've hurt people. So why am I going to go out and hurt other people? It's like, well, hurting people and disappointing people, it's all a part of life. Going back to this conflict thing, it's like, I'm going to disappoint my children. I'm going to disappoint my partner. But how do I recover from that? And it, yeah. Do you find confrontation within the self? Like we we avoid, we've established that. People kind of avoid confrontation when they're too nice. Do you find that the opposite can also be true, that we avoid that self-reflection, we avoid that confrontation within self because uh, for whatever reason? Does that ever happen? Sure. Yeah, they don't, people don't like what they see. Um, they are worried they're going to – you know, I think too – Everybody has wounds from their life, mm-hmm. whether it's from school, family, wherever, friendships, yeah. relationships. And I think an open wound, we treat very differently than a scar. So it's like, how do mm. we heal that wound to get it to a place where where we have a scar? Because it's safer to go into the world that way. We're not open to infection, you know, going with that analogy. Mm. That becomes important. Yeah. I I've, think. I, go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Something that I try to be is graceful. And not in the way of like aesthetically graceful that people think when they hear the word graceful. I try to be, I give others grace and I give myself grace. And with every 
with everything that I say to people and everything I do, I try to be mindful of every situation that they're going through. And that goes for myself too. And I forget about it a lot. And so I have to remind myself all the time to be graceful, but it's a good reminder. I was just telling um, another teacher the other day, we were doing something. We were just talking about like this happened and just how upset they were with themselves. And I was like, grace for each moment. Like we're, Mm. things are going to happen, but like give yourself grace so that you can be able to go into that next moment without holding on to that and without taking it with you throughout the day, which is so hard to do, but it's really um, like, it really is this weight when you're able to be like, okay, yes, this happened, but it's going to be okay. Accept and release. Well, and relationally. So the other, this actually happened a few weeks ago. One of my sons gave me the biggest compliment I think I could ever get as a parent. And we were, um, I don't remember what happened. We were talking about something, but I, but he was all upset what his dad was going to think. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm way more strict than your dad. And I'm way harsher (laughs) on you than your dad. He's like, but you're just so forgiving and you forgive so quickly. And I'm, I mean, it melted me. Like what more could you want? And so, and it took me back to like grad school where we talked about, you can be as strict as you are loving as a parent. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty loving, so I can be pretty strict. And and but he personally So there's you know, that balance. Like, that as long as you've through. got one, you have to equally right. have the other. It's like, you know, I have high standards and you know if you don't meet them, I still love you and care about you and support you. And like that was huge. Mm-hmm. That's that's wow. that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um so when you are too nice, and this is from Robin D'Angelo. Thanks, Robin. Yep. It can leave you burnt and angry. And you can start to feel invisible and unimportant. But do you think, may I, may I, and yeah. may I intersect? Go ahead. Do you think that this there is, your is va- a thing? You, you have value here. Okay. This is very important. Thanks. <laughs> is there, is it being too nice or is it just making sure that you are being nice, but also being firm, mm-hmm. right? Or like being, so I don't know. I don't know if I agree that there is like a too nice so are you looking at that from the point of <laughs> of I'll you chime in, in a yeah. minute okay. no go chime okay. in now i mean i think really it comes down to boundaries usually people that are too nice struggle with boundaries and f- when you feel like you're in dominic spoke to this earlier when you feel like your insides want to say no or your true self mm-hmm. or your values want to say no but you find yourself saying yes like that's not healthy for you or for the other person um, so I think too nice to me happens when people like you can be the nicest, kindest person, but if you're giving up bound, having no boundaries or crossing boundaries that are important to you, that's when it's detrimental. That's what I would say. Yeah. And I also think that acting firmly and placing boundaries can come out of kindness and often does come out of kindness. So that's the most important thing. Yep. So, and I, what I was going to say too, is I, I don't know that you are too nice. I don't know that no, you I'm get to that nice. point. You might be. I don't know that you get to that point where you're kind of foregoing who you are for the lack of confrontation. Does that make sense? Yeah. So only you can prevent. Well, Dominic. No, I'm just no. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So one other thing I wanted to talk about is where do we hear the word nice and in what quantities and locations do we hear the word nice? I happen to have some data that I'd love to share with you. Really? Oh my I gosh. thought you were just posting this question for Kit. Uh, Let me tell Kit. you all something. Earlier, Dominic had this paper. I said, what are all these numbers? And he... I, I got mad at her. He did. He was uh, like, stop no. looking at these papers. <laughs> Don't look at my numbers. So <laughs> it is from the Corpus of Contemporary American English. Corpus? 
or coca. <laughs> coca. Coca's better. So the um the highest usage of the word nice, this is numbers per million, by okay. the way. Numbers per million was in the year 2007. And the locations you might hear the word nice um, the most would be in some movies. So movies, sci-fi, comedy, followed by family movies. Okay. We're up at 1,000 words uh, to 800 words per million words in it. The next set goes into TV, reality, and game show. And that's in the 700s. The least, we're going to skip to the least amount of times the word nice was used. Okay. We are Politics? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Good one. It's a really nice view you've got there. <laughs> you've got the web in legal areas and uh, in terms of... Uh, News-related uh, items, we we're talking about like NPR, PBS, those kinds of locations where nice is used the least. And we're talking under 100 times per million times the word nice is used. When I think about where I hear it the most, yeah. I mean, what, what I hear, hear said the most, I think it's usually like, have a nice day. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a farewell greeting, like have a nice day. Or- Which is why I was not surprised that reality TV was the fourth highest in terms of the locations you hear the word nice. Because as we talked about beforehand, it is. It's those little, oh, nice, nice. This is nice. It goes back to mm-hmm. the, the quote we had, right? So nice, it, it, it's this, it borders this fence, right? We've talked about these complete opposites in this episode. We've talked about how, can you be too nice? And ways to be nicer. We've talked about what it originally means and what it has come to mean. I think both have incredible value because when we're nice, we need to have those peacekeepers, but we also need to have those leaders. The world needs balance. And I think if we're all nice enough to honestly understand who we are and we give value to other people, we can stimulate not necessarily a nicer world, but a better world. A world with goodness in it. A world in which being good, that true, genuine thing, core of a human being, is where we measure what we are. Rather than someone feeling unimportant because they are so concerned with how they are portrayed, how they are seen by others. Sometimes I think it becomes our job to make sure people know their ideas are important, that they are valued, and they will then start to become less nice in its original context of not knowing or ignorant. If we make sure Jenna knows 
that the ideas in her head are going to be brilliant the second it comes out and it is important into what we are doing, she will be more likely in the future to share those things. I really liked, there was a point where you were going over the definitions where nice was used to describe things, not people. Yeah. Like, I think we can come up with better words for people. I like the good and the kind and whatever. We can leave nice for like, that's a nice watch. Nice Let's sunset. Do that. Let us leave that to you people. We want you to have an outstanding day. <laughs> Be good. Be good people. I am Dominic. I'm Jenna. I'm Annie. I'm Chloe. And I'm Clara. Thank you, Annie, for being our special guest. Yes. It was wonderful. Yeah. Good. Fantastic. I'm <laughs> so nice. glad you got so special. anything but nice. Uh, Annie is from Mind Matters uh, in Elburn, Illinois. We thank you for joining us today. You can see us again next month where we're making a tradition out of December's word with tradition. tradition. <laughs> see you next month. One Word is a production of BFAC On Air.